one price and one price only, and that's God. He is constantly updating, you know, downloading the, the update, the latest security updates. And um, I am eternally and amazingly grateful to God for the life that He's given me, and that I get to actually lead you guys because. Honestly, it is, it is a privilege and an honour to work with such a great bunch of people, both here in Yarrawonga, in Cobram, and the Gold Coast is an awesome bunch of people. And hi to the guys in Africa. You guys are doing an awesome job. And I am so grateful to be able to influence you guys and all of you with the things that God speaks to me about. Isaiah 6, 9 to 10. There's going to be a lot of um, scriptures today, so if you want to take notes, pull out your phones now. Don't put the same pens and papers if you don't carry them very much later. Gary! Man of God! He's got a pen and paper. So, first, actually, before I start, I just want to, here's what a singing voice song. I happen to know. That it's Jones' 90th birthday tonight. 90. I will defy you to be able to point out a 90 year old woman in this place. They all look young, but something's doing their cushion on them. Anyway, so um, I would really like us to sing happy birthday to Joan Bukum. At 90 years old, she is. Been serving the body of Christ for children's church, guys. How amazing is that? She does an awesome job. So, don't go to John, just wave your hands so they can see you. Okay. So, if we could stand up, guys, and sing to our beautiful sister, Molly, to turn the face with the light. Happy birthday to you. Sunday after Sunday, 
But over here, the word of God spoke and preached to them all the time, but not necessarily understand. Okay? Then we've got Mark 4 9 to 12. Mark 4 9 to 12. And this is um, Jesus speaking, and during this, this chapter in Mark, he was telling uh, the parable about the um, talents. Sorry, I about the talents. If you want to know that story, then go and read it. But I want to just go through um, this bit here. Uh, in verse 9, Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And when he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about parables. He said to them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, Everything is said in parables so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. There is something about God's touch. There is something about the Holy Spirit when he comes and touches you. There is something about God the Father speaking. And I'm not talking about hearing voices in your head. I'm, I'm talking about, um, you know, you, you have an understanding that God has told you something. There's something special about that. Because if you can hear that, that means you can hear God and you can see him. And yet so many people can't. Have you ever noticed that? I used to try and tell my mum about how she needs to be saved all the time. And she used to get really mad at me sometimes. Keith would be even worse. And his father kicked us out of the house several times because he said that Keith was being a disrespectful little person. And <laughs> um, what I'm asking of you today is for those who have, hear, have ears, can you please listen? And those who have eyes, can you please see what it is I'm trying to to give to you this morning, okay? Remember, I'm talking about the art of giving and why giving is such an important Christian um, trait and tithing is the very least of it, okay? Um, tithing is when you give 10% of what you earn into the kingdom of God, um, usually at church or some teaching forum that you may have. I don't know. I don't, I don't do tithing, guys. I tithe because I know that's the very least, okay? I do, I tithe because I know that if I don't tithe, I'm no better than the pagans who go off and do their own stuff because where your treasure is, there your heart is also. My heart belongs to God, so therefore my treasure, what I earn is in his kingdom as well. Does that make sense? Okay. <sighs> the most humbling thing about the art of giving is everything that you have, every material thing that you have, every cent you have in your bank, the clothes in your closet, the shoes on your feet and in your wardrobe, um, your kids' private school tuition, 
um, the job that you have that pays such great um, dividends and all that kind of stuff, and it might be that you've got money um, in, in shares and things, doesn't matter. I'm talking about um, the good wife you have, the good life you have, the car in your shed, the very thing that makes you get up in the morning and the good life that you have, all is a gift to you from God. Everything that you are is in him. He gave it to you. He gifted the life that you have to you. Just like I said to you at the beginning, I am so grateful because of this life that I have, because he gave me this incredible life. Now, i got to say, it has not been easy. I can't say that my life has been easy. But every high mountain that I have ever had to climb, I, I, and knowing God, I have, as the years have gone by, I've learned that I am not doing it on my own. You know, as a wife, there are some things that you cannot explain to your husband. You know, we just think differently. And, and Keith will get really frustrated at me because I can't express what's going on inside me. I'm a lot better at it now. I went and taught myself how to do it properly. And, um, but there were times earlier on in our marriage where I, I would just shut down. But God, through the gift of his Holy Spirit, through the gift of his word, Jesus Christ, has taught me how to change the way I think and through that, the way that I live. There is something about giving. Number one, giving. Number one, giving makes us like God. Like that one? It makes us more and more like him. When we give of our time, when we give of our money, when we give of our resources, we are behaving like God does. Because guess what? He gives us of his time, he gives us of his resources, and he gives us of his riches. God is a giver. He is the, the, the essence of what giving is about. He gave his only begotten son just so that we could have a relationship with God. And I'm sorry, you know, I, I can spout, sit here and spout all day long about how I'd give my son easy up for you guys and I'd be lying because I won't. I'm being serious, you know. That's the level of giving that our God has. One of the most important things to me, probably because I do um, prayer counselling and stuff like that, very, very difficult to be a giver if we don't know how to receive, okay? Because giving in a godly manner is not just about the gift that you give, Giving is tied very, very strongly to the heart attitude that you have when you do the giving. Yeah? Do we get that? And so um, I've got a comment here. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. If you love someone, you'll give. 
You know, you'll give past beyond what you can afford. Some people will run themselves into crazy debt to give their kids an education that will set them above what they themselves never had. Some mums will take their kids to, to beauty pageants and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on shoes and dresses to give their child what they never had. But... When God gives, he doesn't have a monetary value on it and he doesn't just give for all sorts of crazy reasons. He gives with no recompense. There's no strings attached to God. Jesus, in coming to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, is a no-strings-attached gift. Now, we, we, we talk in, in, the, in the kingdom of God about... Um, you know, because we're so grateful, we should lay our lives down to God, blah, 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 bibble, bibble, bibble. Okay, I say that because it's like blah, 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 bibble, bibble, bibble. If you don't love Jesus, trust me, you're going to stumble all the time. Because giving becomes an act of service and not something from your heart. Reason two. I, I, I put these in dot point things like Keith does because I thought I would follow the way he does because it works good. Reason two, giving draws me closer to God. Um, that's the Matthew 6.21. Matthew 6.21. In the NIV version it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If, my, if, I, if I love God and I give, I not only am like God, but I draw myself closer to him. Because he loves givers, man. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about time. I, we have a lady. We have ladies. We have a multiple number of ladies and men in this church who give of their time freely. If we had to pay everybody who works in Ignite Life Church, we would no longer exist. Did you know that? Okay, we, we have key people who, who need to be paid because they need to have the time to do the stuff that they have to do. But there are a, a plethora. Ooh, that was a new word I heard, and I thought it sounded quite good. Plethora. That's like a whole heap. A whole heap of people who do voluntary work for all of the churches that we are involved in. We have people who come in and they greet at the door. We have people who do the the um, technical side at the back. Um, we have guys who come and do duty leading. Um, we have a lady who comes in and does children's church. She, man, she, she works like easily three to four days a week in, in this church. And we have a number of people in the Cobham church who do the same thing, three to four days a week. You know, like it's never like one or two hours. We have ladies who come in and they do um, um, the food share. Um, every fortnight, we have people who give of their time to run life groups. This, the, the giving that goes on in this church is, is off the planet, I kind of think. <laughs> you know. But we have people who, who, who lend us their treasure. And because their treasure is in Jesus, it produces great fruit. Yeah? I give... Because it's a part of who I am. There was a time when I was um, 
a foolish giver. Um, I was kind of like the person who'd run themselves into debt to be able to give, because generosity to me was something um, like, you know, if you had someone come and visit, my cultural background was that even if you had no food for tomorrow because you were putting it on the table for the visitors who came, you, you put your best food on the table um, and you, don't, you hold nothing back. You know, that was my cultural upbringing, which was fine for a while, but when you're inviting, you know, 20 to 25 people around for lunches and dinners two to three times a week, it starts to show. And I had to learn how to balance my giving with listening to God. And in the listening to God, I learned to draw closer to him. Okay? So that's number two. Giving draws me closer to God. Is this all right, guys? Okay, reason number three. Giving strengthens my faith. So Keith came and told me a few weeks ago, oh, I really believe God's told me that, you know, we're going to get 30000 in the offering for, for um, Danelic. And I said, don't announce it. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't announce it. Why? Well, you don't want to put heavy burdens on people, Keith. He said, no, no, I really believe. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. You know, this is me, woman of faith and power. At that time, it was paste and flour. And um, I, I didn't really, it's not that I didn't believe that Keith had heard God. I just didn't really believe that Keith had heard God. And <laughs> it's true. Because it's like 30,000 in the fair whack, excuse me. We're a country church. We've got a lot of irons in the fire already, Keithy. You know, come on, pull back from spinning that particular plate and go spin another one. And I'm sorry, that's the way I think sometimes. So, um, about, uh, so last Sunday, when, when did we have the offering? It was the, day, the week before, that's right. The week before when we had the first offering for, for Denny, God spoke to me really clearly and said, do you not have faith in me? And I said, of course I've got faith in, in you. You know, I'm talking to God. Of course I have got faith in you, God. So therefore, I've spoken to your husband and you said that you don't believe he has faith, so therefore you don't have faith in me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And then it hit me. God had spoken to Keith. And I'd thrown like a bucket of water over him. Nah, don't announce it too soon. And I really felt God say I needed to, to take my words back and apologise to Keith for, for shutting down his dream and go and speak to him. So Sunday came and like we, we've had a crazy week for the last 40 odd years and um, I just didn't have time and I got to church on Sunday morning and I, I went up and I gave Keith a hug and I said, I believe that God has spoken to you. And then at that time somebody said something. So now we've got $28,000 sitting in the bank. Who thinks that's crazy? Or is it just me? Excuse me. That's another reason why you should give and give generously, people. Because it builds your faith. If you are like God and you are drawing close to him because of that, and you have faith, 
take some steps, guys. It's okay. If you get it wrong, God's not going to throw you out. And if you get it right, it's the weirdest feeling. It's like, whoa, whoa. I felt really, really blessed um, because of God's faithfulness. I praised God because of his faithfulness. I praised Keith for having this amazing word, and it blessed my socks off. Okay? That's another reason why you should give, because it builds your faith. That giving of material things and money and stuff like that is the only place in the Bible where God literally says, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. And I, I have a little testimony. Um, the church in Yarrawonga um, made a gift to the church in the Gold Coast of a large multi-thousand sum of money. And um, that was like about three years ago when they first got into the building there and now. And they are now moving out of that building to another destination. They haven't got it yet. And they rang us and said, oh, we've still got that money in the account. You know, uh, would you like to give it back? Like us to give it back? Truth, guys, our coffers are slightly low. <laughs> they are. It's okay. We've been in this place before. And, and we have these amazing financial and elders in our church who pray the living daylights out. But anyway, our coffers were like really, really low. And Keith and I kind of, we, we got the offer, you know, we, we'll give this money back. And we looked at one another and we kind of went, oh, we could do with it, you know. And then we both went, nah. We gave that money as a seed to them. And to take it back would be like taking back what we believed that God was going to bless them for, you know? So we said no. And then afterwards, Keith and I are going, oh, sometimes it's so hard. Crazy story. A couple of hours later, Jerusha comes to us. So Jerusha does the finances, okay, at church. Jerusha comes to us and she's, she gets this email from Telstra. Okay, Telstra. You need to know this is Telstra. You know the Telstra, and I'm sorry, Telstra, I'm not trying to be mean to you, but you guys are really hard to get a hold of whenever a credit is, is mentioned. <laughs> and so for the last couple of years, I've been trying to sort out this crazy thing going on with them charging us for stuff that we don't have. And she said, oh, we've just got a, an email from Telstra. They're giving us multi-thousands of dollars as a credit because they've made a mistake. And, and, and the money guessed the same thing. The amount that was offered back to us by the Gold Coast was around about the same amount that Telstra <laughs> was giving back to us. Who thinks that's crazy? I do. You know why? Because God is a good, good God. So reason number four, reason number four. Ooh. I just want to give you for number three a scripture. Luke 6, Luke 6, 38, this is the NIV version. Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. For the measure you use, it will be, will be measured back to you. How cool is that? 
You be generous, God will be generous. It's not like a finite amount. If you give $100, I will give you $100 back. It doesn't work that way. But God will always bless you. Reason number four, giving is an investment for eternity. So um, Terry is on our eldership and he's a, he used to be a financial planner. He now runs our um, Africa um, schools and churches and is like heavily involved in setting them up and, and setting up a platform that we may use to, to do more in Africa. But we have to do it like it has to be done all legal-like. And Terry's always raving on about investment. Sorry, I shouldn't say that, but he does. He, he always says, oh, what's the return? You know, this is the return. <laughs> and, and I sometimes get a bit lost in it because for me, I give and I don't really think about the return because I just know that God's going to return and I don't have to have it said to me all the time. Um, it says in 1 Timothy 6, that's 1 Timothy 6, verses 18 to 19, and this is the Living Bible Translation. Give happily to those in need and always be ready to share whatever God has given you. By doing this, you will be storing up real treasure for yourselves in heaven. It is the only safe investment for eternity. So the, the 20, 28, and like I reckon we're going to hit 30,000 easily, guys. The money that you guys have given into the church plant in Denaliquin will have an eternal value because there's going to be lives saved over there and there's going to be people who will grow in God and, and they will preach the gospel and there's going to be, I don't know what the work exactly will look like but I know it's going to be blessed. And what will happen is those people will go over there, they'll go, praise Ignite Life in Yarrawonga and, and Cobram and Gold Coast and, and Africa. Thank them. So, it's so amazing what God has done through them. We get a blessing by their praise. And then they'll go and thank God for the amazing work that he's doing. That is an eternal value investment return where we are being, being blessed by people who don't even know us. They'll be praying for us in Africa, man. They do all the time, just as we pray for them. You know, um, as a pastor, um, I've seen and, and spoken at quite a few funerals. <laughs> it's a little bit drastic. And um, I, I've never yet, not once, not once, have I ever seen a funeral where people have a haul truck or a, um, a moving truck or a trailer with all their possessions following behind the body so that they can take it with them to the hereafter. Not once. You know? I know they used to do that in Egypt, excuse me, and mummify people, but in the kingdom of God, you can't take it with you. You know? The, the, the generosity that God pours out on you and that you pour out on others is, is an eternal gift designed by God to bless long after you are gone. That's why you get people who are really super wealthy and they've led terrible lives and then going towards the end of their lives they decide they're going to put millions and millions of dollars into some form of um, charity. 
and, and, and then the charity be all named after them or this will be the such and such name, blah, blah, blah. Not everybody does that, okay? But a lot of people who are wealthy and then get towards the end of their life, they do that sort of stuff because they, they have nothing else left to leave behind. It's funny, I was talking to Miriana and David the other night. David, by the way, I, I thank you so much for coming. It, you, you have made my faith level go this high. Thank you. Um, we were talking to Miriana and David the other night, you know, that um, when you die, when you open your eyes, the first thing you'll see is Jesus. You ain't going to care what clothes you're dressed in. I'm not even sure if you're going to even know you've, you've got clothes on because it doesn't say we're going to have a body. I'm sorry. We might be a naked soul. What the heck does that look like? I don't know. But I know this, that possessions are not going to be what we get in heaven. You know, what we store in heaven is, is the things that we do in obedience to God. Okay, this is a real biggie, the next one. Oh, another one. Matthew 6, 19 to 20. Have I done that one already? Matthew 6, 19 to 20. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. So we store up in heaven generosity brings, puts into heaven. It looks like a, a bank account, I guess. See, I don't know because I haven't been to heaven, I haven't died. Um, and like I said, giving to me is a part of who I am. It didn't used to be because it wasn't, wasn't a, a balanced kind of giving. But the more I've come to know God, the more I've understood that giving is a part of my spiritual walk. Generosity goes way beyond just giving my tithe. And, you know, sometimes God tells us to do stuff and my brain goes, oh, I don't have to. And I'll, I'll, I'll wrestle with God. I even, I even tr do trade-offs with God. God, if I don't have to do this... I'll do this instead. And if he's telling me to do something, he just goes, nah, nah. And I'm like, and every single time that I have been obedient and given in to God, the return that I have is not necessarily financial, but it, it might be um, a son that comes back to the Lord. I sat in the service today, this morning, listening to my son and daughter-in-law lead worship with Zoe and um, Boyd. I remember, I remember Boyd coming and doing, um, he wanted to learn how to sing. Where's Boydie? I'm just letting you know, Boyd, I have a video of Yo singing. I will not release it. But I have this stuff there for you, so if you mess me around, I will play it at church, okay? No, I won't. I would never do that. <laughs> and I, I, like I said, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm so grateful again that I didn't put on too much makeup because it'd be all over my shirt. I was just, not bawling, but just tears were running down my face. Because God is... 
God is a giver. He is a giver. You know, um, my last point for giving is that giving reveals um, spiritual maturity in a person. Do you know that? Generosity of spirit reveals the maturity of a person. Because remember I started off um, giving, is, it, it kind of it, it helps you be like God, and then the, it draws you near to God. You cannot stay in that place of being near to God and not grow. And so generosity and the way that you give and the way you think about giving actually is a really, really good picture, specifically for us when we're looking at people in that, it's a really good picture of how mature they are in God. Um, 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. The word grace also means gift. Giving and generosity is a gift that God gives you. It's not just about money, but, you know, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, you know, the scriptures kind of run around in the circle, and your maturity is developed um, in knowing the word of God and applying it to the way that you are generous with your food, your time, your money, um, the things that you have that you hold dear and give away. I remember giving away this jacket one time. I think I gave it to you. It was... I love red, okay? I'm, I've been dressing down lately into these muted colours because I can't be bothered trying to figure out what I'm going to wear every Sunday and it's easy just to slap something on. But I love the colour red. I'm, I love the colour red so much that when I go into a shop, the first thing I do is look at all the things that are red. If they're red, they're half sold to me. <laughs> you know, like, oh, look, it's red. And um, I, I got this red um, pleather, pleathera. You know, it's not real leather, but the, the kind that's kind to animals, apparently. I got this red jacket, and it was like a, like a biker's jacket, and I loved it. I really loved it. It was like, oh, just my ideal, right, you know, red. And um, I came to church, and I, I saw this person, and God said, you need to give it to her. And I went, what give what? I kind of knew, but in my head I was going, <laughs> you need to give your red jacket to that person. Why? <laughs> no, not, yes, Lord. You say jump, I say how high. I said, why? And his answer, you need to give that jacket to that person. And I didn't. <laughs> I thought... <laughs> Keep it for one more week and wear it every day. But I didn't. But I, I didn't give it to them. And all week long, why aren't you listening to me? Why aren't you listening to me? Why aren't you listening to me? And I was supposed to be doing another job to do with preaching at a ladies' meeting, and I couldn't get the word. You know, I couldn't get the message. I got like five messages that all sounded great, but not one single one of them felt right. You know, that feels right. 
get to church the following Sunday. The person's there and God's going, give it to her. He's at that point. It's not like give it to her. It's like give it to her now. So I, I did. Gave it to them straight away. Once I give something, it's gone. I don't own it, and, and I don't, that person does not have to go, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, it's not mine anymore, it's theirs, blah, 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 right? So it was gone, and there was this sense of relief that came over me. And it was almost like God said to me, good girl, good girl, well done. And then I, I was speaking at a ladies' meeting in, a, in another, another town, and I got the message for them straight away. It turned out to be a really good meeting, great sense of the Holy Spirit. Um, there were people who were, who were shifted and changed and moved by the message, but I don't believe that I would have got it if I hadn't obeyed God. Maturity in the Lord and generosity are very, very closely tied because the God that we serve gives above and beyond anything that we could give him back. The very air that we breathe is a gift to us. I was talking to David again the other night, you know, if, if the axis on which the earth sits, you know what an axis is? We're a round thing and we're, we're tilted slightly and there's like an axis that runs through the centre of the earth. It's not like a pole, it's a, it's a gravity thing. If that access was one centimetre off, we'd be stuffed. Excuse me? One centimetre? Come on, can't be right. Look it up and tell me if I'm wrong. It might be less than, I actually said to him a few millimetres. But everything that we have that exists to keep us alive is a gift from God. We cannot outgive God because we don't need to. So I'm just going to read you a thing. Ultimately, giving is more about your spiritual maturity than it is about the actual gift. Your finances are the last part of your personal life that will release or we will or you will release and trust to God. You hold on to your money and your wealth as a form of security. You cannot trust in God and trust in your money at the same time. Um, I have no idea why Keith and I are living the way we're living because it doesn't add up. Financially, God has provided for us, okay? Keith, but it's not like it's dropped into our lap. Keith works like a Trojan. Um, he really does. Um, but God honours hard work. He honours generosity and he honours a faithful heart to him that is constantly looking to see what he can do next to obey God. And that pretty much sums up Keith, to be absolutely honest. I do worry about and pray against the grumpy man spirit that sometimes comes over him. <laughs> he hates it, man. <laughs> oh, honey, that grumpy man spirit. I ain't got a grumpy spirit. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Anyway, it's just a little bit of a fun game that we have with one another. But if you can't trust your money and your possessions to God, what does that tell you? It's really basic. It means you don't trust God. <laughs> How crazy is that? You don't trust God. And it's like, what? 
But I, I come here every Sunday. I'm here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Actually, I'm not here on Monday and Tuesday, just so you know. But I, you know, I pour my life out for you, God. Yeah, but if you don't trust me with your money and your possessions, then you don't trust me. You can't trust me and then hold on to them. But how do you let go? So this is, this is I'm going to give you a five-minute rundown of what you do. The Word of God says that religion broken down into the little bit, you know, to the basics is look after the orphans and the widows. Look after the orphans and the widows. Look after the orphans uh, orphans and the widows. Look after the orphans and the widows. Okay, now you've been told. (laughs) What what does an orphan look like? There's somebody who hasn't got a mum or a dad or or haven't got mum and dad. They might be living with their grandparents. We've got a whole heap of, of young people coming up in this world today that don't live with their mother and fathers. They live with aunts and uncles, with nanas and poppers and stuff like that. In youth group, do you know that? Has anyone offered to give a help with preparing food for youth? Please don't come along and expect to be part of the youth because we don't want old people there. That's what I got told. <laughs> oh, oh, but I like you. Oh, it's, not, it's, it's so that our young people who don't know Jesus can come along and feel accepted for who they are and, and the youngness of who they are, right? But, you know, like, add, add, add something to it. Give some money to the youth group, man. They always need it. No joking, man, can they eat? Far out. Um, there's a bunch of single mums and dads in this place. When was the last time somebody offered them to look after their kids for them or go and just hang out with them? Take a meal over. Now, you know, as from a mum's point of view, if someone I don't know comes and wants to look after my kids, I'd be ringing the police. <laughs> That's not what I'm... What I mean is be kind. Let them get to know you, you know? And if they don't, then let it go. Don't get your knickers in a twist and then stop offering any help to anybody else for the rest of your life because you've got in a snotty mood. Cut it out. Grow up. Be mature. But give time, give money, give food to widows and orphans. We actually do it as a church in quite a large way in Africa already. Why is it just Africa? Why can't we do it here? How many people are going to watch the movie, Izzy, what's it called? The Sound of Freedom. How many have seen the movie and all the ads? Wave your hand. Okay, strange, you know, because it's about um, sex trafficking. In particular, sex trafficking children across the world. It's the largest um, profit, illegal... It's the largest profitable... It's not just illegal. It's the largest profitable illegal trade in the world. That's nuts. It's kooky, crazy stuff. Go and give some time and effort to some of the families we have here. Get to know them. Families, invite an old person along for lunch. Get to know them. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your money. Be generous with your materialistic things. Okay? So I just... I'm going to close my eyes because now I'm going to try and make a statement that makes sense and isn't weird. And I have to close my eyes because that's how it works for me. So, 
one of the most important gifts of generosity that we have to give is giving time to God. Giving time to God. You have 24 hours in a day. Usually people sleep between eight, I don't know, three and eight hours a night, depending on whether or not you've got insomnia or not or whatever. And then you've got um, 16 hours in a day. You might be working okay, but can you please tell me why it's so hard for an average person to just give God five minutes of your time every day? Every day. And, and it's not that, like, I was talking to Izzy about it, or he was talking to me. Not the parrot, oh, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we come before you right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. If I drop my voice any lower, I'm sure the Holy Spirit will zap me. It's, it's not about how you pray or the words or parroting words. It's connecting with God. This is my morning, this morning. Oh, God, it's morning. Hello. Am I awake yet? You, you, oh, I've got, for me, I go, oh, yeah, there's one eye open. Right, okay, what have I got to do today? Oh, what's the time? Stumble, stumble, knock everything on my bedside or off. Open it up. Oh, five o'clock. Hmm. Love you, Lord. <laughs> Wake up again at about six. Oh, good morning, Lord. Thank you so much oh, for today. I pray, Lord, and I start to talk to him. I, I don't talk, I'm not very good at doing, like, I'm not very good at doing, you know, like, prayers that are like, oh, Father God, I come to you right now. I'm not good at that stuff. Mostly I've learned being a mum of just praying to God whenever I can, however I can. And I usually, I talk to him, Lord, oh, I've got to speak today. Oh, Lord, you know I need your anointing. But I also know that I'm not worthy of it. I really messed up at blah, blah, blah. And I messed up at blah, blah, blah. Will you forgive me? <laughs> yes, he will. Actually, yes, he will. Is this an anointed message? It will only be anointed if, like a seed, it has gone into your spirit and planted in the soil of your soul and that it grows and it produces fruit. That's the anointing to me. That's why I said to pray and have your ears open and have your eyes open to the things of God. This is how I know that God has worked and his Holy Spirit has moved in you. When we as a body of believers become more generous. Now I have to say, you guys are already generous. So I'm going to read you a scripture and I'm finishing on this, okay? got to find it. It's a whole chapter. Uh, anyway, should Yeah, me too. It's um, 2 Corinthians 9. Can somebody pull it up? 2 Corinthians 9. Why have I got a page missing? There's something going on here. Who's got 2 Corinthians 9 in their Bible? 
2 Corinthians 9. So I'm going to get you to read two verses each and go that way, if you wouldn't mind. If anyone does not want to read, that's okay. That's no, that's, that's not, and you're not going to lose your anointing or lose your thing over it. But I want you to stand up from Wayne. By the way, Wayne is Paula's brother. He's, he's an onliner. So if, if so, it's it's the whole chapter of verse nine, two verses. Okay. Uh, there is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people, for I know your eagerness to help, and I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians, telling them that since last year you in Achaia, I think. Okay, so just hold off for a second. Um, so in chapter 9, Paul's writing to the Corinthians and saying, Hey, look, I have been bragging about you guys to the Macedonians. The Macedonians at that time were Greeks um, and saying, Oh, hang on, back to front. Bragging to the Corinthians about the Macedonians. Is that right? Yeah. So, so he's bragging. Up. So I brag about you guys. I gotta tell you this. I, I, I try not to, but it's really. I brag about you guys. <laughs> I try not to because I don't want to be. Um, oh, I don't know the word for it. I, I don't want to be a show off. But how can you not be? We have got a great bunch of people. And I, I, I have to tell you, I do show off about you. And because of that, see, you get a blessing. Next verse. So, four, go. Four to six. Okay, that's talking like, uh, when it's talking about bounty, it's about the, the generosity, that, that people are raving on about the generosity of this church in Macedonia. Then it says, and God will generously provide all you need. 
Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Others, Just as the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Generosity begets generosity, begets generosity, begets generosity. You get blessed by the people who you have been generous to, and you are blessed by God for being generous to them. And so he gives you more so that you can be more generous. How do I know that's true? When we first came to Yarrawonga Ignite Life or or Yarrawonga Life Community Church River region, sorry, I can never remember the long part. When we first came here, there was like about, I don't know, 30-odd people and worshipping and living in this place. Might have been more, about 35, 40, 35, 40. We, we now, and, and this is not a show-off thing. This is trying to show you the evidence of the truth of the Word of God. We probably have about 120 people attend church here if everybody all came at the same time, okay? Um, there is a church in Cobram that is just going off now. When it first started, it went really well, and the enemy gave us a good kicking in the, in the guts, and then it's just started taking off again. Um, There's a church in the Gold Coast, they've had a bit of a kick in the guts, but they've got their spirit back, and they're running again, and who knows what God can do. And we affect the lives of over 2,500 men and women in, in Uganda, and our Bible college in Uganda teaches each year around about between 40 and 60 pastors in the region. Um, we have four schools through which just over 1,000 children are receiving an education. And this church has a huge reach. And we're, we're a small country church. Keith will shoot me for that. He doesn't like being called a small country church. You want to know something? God doesn't care about big or small. What he loves is the heart of generous givers. We have generous people, like Don sitting down the back. He would be one of the most generous people that I know. Amazing, wonderful, incredible people of God who give into the kingdom. Not to Keith and Pecker. Yeah, we have a vision, but you know what Keith's and my biggest vision is? Sowing you guys into what God has for your future. And in doing that, God builds. As a result of your ministry, this is verse 13 of 2 Corinthians 9. Um, I think it's the Living Bible version. As a result of your ministry, your service, your generosity, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will praise you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift to wonderful for words. You are a gift that is too wonderful for words. You have in your hands the gifts that are too wonderful for words. And the most important gift that God can give you 
is himself. Everybody. Thank you. If you could bow your head, um, I just want to get you guys to pray with me. Lord God, we surrender to you all of our hopes and our future. We give to you, Lord God. The generosity of your spirit, Lord God, we ask that it be duplicated in us. We surrender, God, to the will of your sovereign hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys.